We're here. Episode two, season. No, episode four. Okay. Or whatever. five. Whatever. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> We're here today with Pam Gibbons. And Pam, you might be, of all the people of the other's podcast, the person most people probably don't know they know. Yeah, you're the most sneaky famous. You're probably. Oh. Maybe a lot of people know your last name, but this is the Pam from the Good Food Store, in case anyone was wondering, and I'm sure a lot of light bulbs just went off. Uh, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Uh, you were totally, understandably a little reticent at first, because what the heck is this about? <laughs> yeah. Like, Who are these people? What do I have to offer here? <laughs> but you have so much to offer, and I think the first thing, the reason I was so interested to talk to you was because uh, you are a You've had, how long have you been working at the Good Food Store? Um, well, a little over 21 years. So you've been, how many, so that was like when it was, where was this? It was on Kensington. And you've been working there full time the whole time? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I've shopped there for a long time since the 70s. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like where, how'd you end up in Missoula? Are we from here? Uh, well, uh, my dad moved here, well, moved outside of Alberton, Lothrop in 64. He grew up in Alberton. Okay. Well, he was born in Missoula, actually, and, and did, went to high school. My, lived with my great-grandmother out there. No kidding. In Alberton, yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. and you went to high school in Missoula? I went to high school in Alberton. Oh, in Alberton. Yeah. Ooh. And then I graduated in 72, and then I moved to Missoula in 72. Mark and I did. And you've been here the whole time? Well, you know, I've been in Montana the whole time, but we moved, we left uh, Missoula in 77. The inversions were just too much. I didn't, I didn't want to live here anymore. Yeah. So we got in our car and we traveled around. We were going to, we were going to find some place to live, you know, someplace different. And it was so exciting. We lived in our car. We had our dinner in the trunk and yeah. we'd drive around and kind of did the West. Long story short, we ended up right back in Alberton. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's and perfect. I know. So anyway, we moved into a little house there, and you know, back then in the seventies, it was pretty chill. Everybody could do seasonal work. Yeah, didn't mm -hmm. have to work all year round, and uh, so we had a pretty good, you know, several years in Alberton. And uh, what was it? Was Alberton different in the seventies, or was it basically oh, like it is now? Well, oh God, yeah, it's totally different. I mean. I don't even hardly know anybody out there anymore. I really, when we grew up, we were related to almost everybody Yeah, between our two families. And a lot of those people are gone now. I only have a niece and her family left out there on Mark's side. Um, but yeah, Alberton was like a lot of old families back then that, yeah. that grew up by my, my great, great grandparents settled out there, uh, somewhere late 1800s, 1900 from Bohemia. I wish I knew more about their journey here, but I, I really don't know. I've got some old letters that I, I, I just brought with me um, from the Thompson Ranch, right outside of Alberton. I don't know if you're familiar with that area. I'm not. Fred Thompson, okay. who we knew uh, was the son of the um, people who settled there, I think. Uh, I, don't, I think it was his parents. I don't think it was his grandparents. Yeah. Anyway, we've just recently... 
uh, and inherited a, a box of these letters date back to the night, you know, like 1920. Cool. Wow. And, um, there, it, people back then just wrote a lot of letters, and some of the letters were from Missoula, from their friends that lived in Missoula. So it would, it would talk about Missoula, like, well, not much happened in Missoula. Missoula's as dead as ever. That kind of you know kind of comments. And there's one letter in there that um, one of the relatives lived in the Florence Hotel. No and, kidding. Yeah, and in this letter, I, I don't need to get them out and read them, but it talks about a new theater in town and has a swimming pool down the basement and a, and a restaurant called the tavern. They're talking about the Wilma. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure there's a swimming pool in the Wilma. I, this is, is what amazing. I know. Oh, That's yes. what it, there's a lot of in these letters. There's a lot of really interesting, uh, history yeah. and the way they talk and, you know, about all the, the bums that used to just come in and eat breakfast with them. And, and we had that happen with us. We lived, uh, right off. We lived out in Lothrop. My parents built a house out there by my great grandmother's ranch and uh so we would we'd have uh bums stop you know by our house because we lived right off the mp and then yeah. across the river is the the milwaukee and i remember having them sit at our table and eat breakfast with us they chop wood like for breakfast. people that were riding the rail car yeah yeah bums just that were you know they come through they had a and your family would be like come on over they come to our house because we lived right off the tracks, and so they, they it was common back then. And so in these letters, you hear a, they'll mention, uh, you know, yeah, I had a a tramp. This she called him a tramp. Wow. They called him bums, and they called yeah. him tramps. Uh, she's we. I had one come come in for breakfast this morning. She said, and I I fed him six eggs and six gems. She called him. We figured that was potatoes, and then she said, hey, bowl of raspberries, six cookies. All the coffee he could drink. <laughs> no way. And then she said, then he asked for envelope, paper, pens. And uh, so she gave him all these things because he wanted to write a letter. People wrote a lot of letters back then. Yeah. This mm-hmm. box is full of letters. And people were, even like um, people that lived in Alberton and then a few miles outside were writing back and forth to each other. Yeah. And uh, then she said, then Pa came downstairs about 7.15 and then I went off to do the laundry and got my chores done. Um <laughs> There's really a funny. The, the sister Babe was very colorful. She, uh, her name was Babe. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> oh god, uh-huh. I I hate to. I say, think oh, you please, should totally. This please. is fascinating. I, you should totally read my. I yeah. got I got to read you this one part. Please do. Um, I'm just like trying to wrap my head around a guy jumping off of a train, going to a house, oh, and coming up to my had, house in the middle of the woods. Yeah. They, well, we. We lived right off the tracks, uh, right by the Clark Fork River there, so yeah. it's kind of open. Um, but the Alberton had a bum tower, what they called the bum tower by the railroad. Wait, what's a bum, yeah, what's a what's bum, a bum tower? tower? Well, it was, <laughs> that's. I wish it was a. It was a building. It's still there, I think, standing. It was part of the the railroad where the trains used to turn around or something. Anyway, the bums would all gather and go inside, and and kind of just hang out there like homeless. You okay, know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know. Um, let me see. Uh, they had a bum tower. I know. So oh, here's, here's it's over by the bum tower. Yeah. Here's the letter. Uh, the it's got the Florence Motel. This lady no lived way. in the Florence oh, Motel. Um, it, uh, I'll just read you. There, here's this other like this. She wrote to her mother. This is the sister, babe, uh, Fred Thompson. Yeah. Fred Thompson hired my brother and my husband, and they would work in in, in hayfields. Yeah. yeah. So. She starts out, my dear mother, and and then she talks about, you know, um, I haven't had any at all, she's talking about company, except a tramp who called at 620, called, which stopped by, a.m. Friday. 
I had just finished dressing and building a fire, so he came in, sat down, and I put on coffee pot, cooked him six eggs, gave him six gems, four cookies, and a piece of cake, dish of raspberries, all the coffee he could drink. Then he wanted some paper envelopes uh, and some ink and pen and wrote a letter. He wow. was then, it was then about then, about 7.15, and Pa came downstairs, and I managed to get away, which she, she needed to do her chores, like milking the cow. But and, she's wrote, I managed to get it, it, Reading this, hearing this through the lens of a 21st century person, yes. it's like, oh, this w- woman is in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> needed to get <laughs> away. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And, and see, the mom was, I don't know exactly the story, but she was sick a lot, and so I think she was in the hospital. Yeah. So it starts out the letter talking about, like, I hear you've been getting a lot of company and a lot of visitors. So she's probably here in Missoula in the hospital. I don't know the details to that. Um, But uh, I have to read you this one part because it's uh, last night. Let me see. I want to make sure I get all of this. Um, uh, So uh, at 9 o'clock Friday night, I just finished. um, I just finished hanging out my last pail of clothes, and Bill and Mrs. Garrity and Naomi and Alfred Band drove up. They had found Al up up in Missoula, and they had to stop so I could welcome him home. I was pretty mad that they didn't stay very long, so I braided up my hair and roll, rolled in, which I we assume going to bed, leaving my kitchen and dishes and uh, very dirty. Um, then it's interesting. She goes on to say, last night, Bill's Naomi and Bill, Naomi, and Alfred walked out to get me, and we all went to the junior prom. So she was in high school, or, or just right around that age. At twelve o'clock, we went up to Clark. Wait, at twelve? See, at twelve o'clock, we went up to Clark's for supper, which that was my my maiden name, Clark. Okay. So I don't know if the, that was a relative. This is there's so much history I don't sure. know. And then we went over to the depot and met the number 15. So there were trains that ran back and forth to Alberton. There were two of them, I think, a day from that's what people, we gather. That's how people got back and forth to Missoula. Or a sleigh. They would ride sleighs to the game to Frenchtown. They played Frenchtown, Hamilton, and Missoula in basketball. So they, anyway, talk, it talks about this one guy hitching up a sleigh and r- taking people to the game in Frenchtown, the basketball game. No shit. Yeah. That is, um, that's cool. So we, oh, so. We boarded the train and raised hell in general. We started home at 2 o'clock, got here around 3.30. took him an hour and a half to get home. Got up at 7.10, milked and separated, and went downtown for the mail. I met Naomi, so we drove up to Bill's and went around the boy's back window and took off the screen, opened the window. The bed was right off the front of the window, so we reached in. And taking the boys by their greasy pompadours, we <laughs> proceeded to arouse their slumber. Gee, but they were sh- they sure cursed for a while. But we got a bucket of water and told them to cheer up or take the con- or take the consequences. So they got real good natured, and we left. What? I mean, <laughs> this, she's got a That's lot. Of, she's pretty colorful. Uh, babe, she, babe is pretty. So funny. am I hearing that she broke into this house and dumped water on well, some they boys while they're sleeping? Opened the door and the bed bed was right by the or bedroom was right by the window. So they grabbed him by their greasy pompadours. <laughs> God, it's hard not to feel like times were cooler. 
Yeah. That, I mean, that's, I know. that's pretty wonderful to me. I, and I'm not sure how old all these people were, but here's the letter from the lady that lived in the Florence. And it's not real long. Um, it says, uh, there's very little business on the Milwaukee now. And, you know, I think the 20s uh, preceding the, the Depression, I don't know when the Great Depression hit, but a lot of these letters were, people were really, the work was starting. Yeah. You know, um, anyway, she says, the mo- uh, a great number of men were laid off. There, and this was written in 1921. Uh, there are about five regular runs. There are hundreds of bums these days. Not much business anywhere. We manage to meet our expenses, and that's about all. Well, I hope you are getting along fine and are keeping good good and well. Oh, wait, that's the last page. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I was thinking, where is she talking about? I was about? literally thinking, okay. wow, this person is just writing a I know, letter just, about nothing. Yeah, just, <laughs> just ending the letter. But I wanted I wanted to read the part about um, Missoula. So here it is. Uh, no doubt you think we're, it starts out, my, my dear bro, Fred. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No doubt you think me all too neglectful, but really, I am so busy with my duties for all and after that I scarcely ever think of letter writing anymore. They've really got a different way, a little bit of different way of talking, yeah. too. Um, we are fine as to health, etc., and the folks are ditto so far, which is funny. So far, we are... We are informed. They are sel- they seldom write. In fact, almost never. The swimming pool in Missoula has been in use more than a year. There is a new theater building, twelve stories now, and in it, there's also a swimming pool. I- I'm assuming they're it's talking about be, the right? Wilma. Yeah, it has to be. There is a beautiful theater in the building, a swell cafe, the tavern, quote quote the tavern, offices and apartments. Alberton built a swimming pool last summer, and a woman was drowned in the. This is, this is really weird too, because a woman was drowned in the river, down where Janet and Mrs. McKay were. Uh, Mrs. Stevens from Tarkio. Well, Mark and I grew up with. Uh, Mrs. Stevens was a really good friend of ours that we grew up with. His grandmother and his mother was like one years old when her mother drowned in, oh, wow. in the Clark Fork. No kidding. So anyway, this was the first time we'd ever seen anything. I mean, we were going, oh my God. So in all these letters, we know who these people are they're talking about. That's super cool. Um, I mean, there's 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 a whole box of them. and I, I love the idea of just keeping people you cared about up to date there there's nothing like substantive really letters, in letters are great. you wrote you know it's just know. here's what happened the last week and there's <laughs> something really endearing about that there it's also like they're written knowing that it's a record yeah well it is yeah. I, I mean well they, i don't even know if they you know that when you're writing a letter yeah when i lived in augusta um, I was very lonely. It was very not much going on there. And I Up had, on the Rocky Mountain front? Yeah, and I had one. I had Sean, my first child then, and, and then Cash was born over there. And um, anyway, so I started writing letters because you hardly even get a phone call. I mean, it's so yeah. quiet over there. You just hear the wind blow all the time. So I started writing these letters on a regular basis because I wanted to start, I mean, big, the big thing for me every day was go check the mail at the post office. Yeah. So I would write these letters, and I found myself just getting better and better and better at writing. You know, and it, and it became fun because it was a storytelling. Yeah. And you didn't know you had so many stories in you or that kind of anything to tell until you start writing. And then 
Then I started drawing on the envelopes. So I drew pictures. Mm. I would do, you know, and uh, I thought, well, these are really cool. I hope somebody, I hope whoever I sent them to kept them. Yeah. Um, but someday, 100 years from now, those letters could be, somebody could be reading them. This is before internet, before, you know, I mean. Sure. Barely had telephones. Anthropologists. Didn't have any TV. Are going to look at Pam's letters and say, here's what life was like in the 80s in Augusta. In, in Augusta. <laughs> I didn't put, I don't think I wrote about how much I cried. Uh, I do. I have, I have one friend who's a real amazing letter writer. And I'm really embarrassed to say this. I always respond to his letters with a phone call or a text message. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which feels, I mean, on one hand, I just know that I'm not going to write a letter, which really stinks. Why? I know. I, I don't know what my I, problem is. Well, I think we just all need to take the time to sit down it, and write. It's really, it is just about staying still and not, yes. I wake up and I'm already thinking about the stuff I have to do in the afternoon. You know, uh, and having carving out time, and it's really not that I don't have the time. It's a, just a mindset where I just do. It's not, a meditative process. Yeah, and it sounds good. Like I'm, I want it. You should. I should do make that. time. Yeah, I, you know, just make that. Put that in your schedule. Right. Because take that, an hour. That sounds so good. Speaking of making time, you are like a busy person. Mm-hmm. I suppose I am. I. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm busy in a. In a really good sort of way. I mean, I, I, I'm busy because I work at a yoga studio and okay. then I, I teach classes. What yoga studio do you work at? Um, at the, well, we're now, we just changed our name to Headwaters Hot Yoga, which was the Bikram Missoula store. Oh, we got studio. rid of the Bikram name. Yeah, we did. Good yeah, call. And I think, I think the reason we kept the Bikram name for so long, we were never franchised to him. We yeah. never paid him any money. Yeah. But we, um, I, it was out of town people that would be looking for us because a lot of times, if you're looking for the Bikram series, you're pretty serious about that 26 yeah. postures. And we were, and Bikram trained teachers are pretty serious about their training yeah. and, and how they deliver a class. So I think people, they come to those that studio for that, for that reason. Yeah. So I think though now, um, it's that world has changed so much that most of the studios have changed their names. But, it, and I think in, in the profile, when you Google us, it'll probably say Bikram trained yep. um, teachers or whatever. Mm. So yeah, for people who don't know what we're talking about, Bikram, what, what's his full name? Bikram Chowdhury? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who invented what we are now calling hot yoga. Yeah. His 26 postures yeah. you do in a hot 26 room. 26 and 2, right. Uh, <clears throat> was, has been accused of sexual assault by many, right. many women. Right. And right. has uh, responded to it in only shitty ways. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it came to that after years of his, him being here. I don't think he was like that maybe at first, but I don't know because he came from India and yeah. it's a whole different culture there, men and, yeah. you know, um, at the same, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the TV special on it yet. Um, I've listened to the podcast and I've been involved in the yoga for 40 years. I've known Bikram for quite a while. You've been involved with... Well, before he had trainings, yeah. No kidding. Uh, here in Missoula. How I, did you find yoga? Well, it was here in Missoula at the uh, Missoula Fitness Yoga Center. In what year? Yeah. Oh, God, like 79, 80. Okay. Yeah, so it's been about 40 years. And was that a pretty novel, like... Um, well, novel, meaning like... I mean, when yoga arrived in Missoula, Montana, were yeah. people like, what the hell is this? Or was Missoula kind of... Oh, well, I think that was the only yoga studio at the time here. Yeah. And... Um, it was run by Celeste Rivers and um, Marlene Burke. 
and they had it was down on Higgins, way down, I guess what we call South Higgins, maybe near Thirty Ninth, kind of. Yeah, down there. Yeah, it was in a little house uh, that was kind of converted, and it was, it was like a little house. Like you walk in, there's yeah. a kitchen, and then there we had it in like the living room, and then the room off the living room. And I remember one time having a, I had the the book, and I still have that original book, and then they had it made me a tape, and I don't know how. Back then, I can't even remember how we got these things. Yeah, but it was. Uh, Bikram teaching the class, and uh, so I would. I was living out in Alberton at the time, so I was driving back and forth and taking classes. But I remember one time we had twenty-two people squished into that. Oh my god! Into two rooms. Oh. There were two rooms, and there was a doorway that went into the next room, so you could see each other. Yeah. But it was one of those warm afternoons, and it was. We never had never had a heated class until. Well, Meg and I moved into the space we're in right now about 20 years ago, but we were doing all this makeshift stuff yeah. to try to, to get make them, it hot. To, to try to make it hot. Oh my God. I, I won't even get into some of the stuff we did because it probably wasn't cool. But yeah. For, <laughs> Let's connect these wires. But yeah, right. Let's put the ice bag under this yeah, and yeah, see yeah. what happens. <laughs> um, but have you ever done hot yoga, Travis? Uh, my last experience at uh, the Bikram studio uh, oh. was, uh, Let's say 2006 or seven. Mm, uh, I was there. I loved it. Yeah. But uh, uh, the last three visits involved <laughs> involved a. I slept through two of them. Oh, because I was hungover. And that, and, oh, see, uh, mm-hmm. I know. It was really probably bad. was you sweat out some toxins. It was like great yeah. for me. <laughs> and then the third. Oh, like you slept in the class. I slept in on the class. You know, I you know, I and, and, if, and if people do that in my class, I figure they need it. Yeah. they don't get you harassed. You don't say, "Hey, oh no, no." no uh, I had, uh-uh. the problem I had was that it was uh, the third visit, the third of third of those three, I fell asleep and then was asked. Uh, I was told there were complaints that I smelled like whiskey. Oh, 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 that was you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I hope no, it we, was. No, no, we no, had no, a. No, she, but, uh, Dan definitely remembers and I was, this. Yeah. <laughs> And I was definitely not asked to leave in any yeah. way, but yeah. I was like, oh, this is just embarrassing. I feel shame. I'm not coming back here. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I need to, I'll come back here when I'm sober. <laughs> I'll come back here when I have my shit figured out. Because <laughs> I really need to do that. And I've been meaning to, now it's 2019, I've been meaning to start oh, yoga please, over yeah. again. Come back, come and see us. It I've feels been, so it is good, amazing. man. The first time I did Bikram yoga, and I've probably done it maybe 10 times total. And the first time I did it, I was I went with uh, a friend. Do you know Marion Halsell? Yeah, oh gosh, yes. I went with oh, her. Yeah. Okay. Or she got. I should say she got me to go. She forced you to go. Uh, and, and that was a while ago. It, this was in yeah 2006, probably. Yeah, it's probably 2006. Oh yeah. Also, uh, and uh, I was thinking like, it's yoga, man. Like whatever, I'm gonna be fine. It's not easy. And we did. We finished the first. <laughs> well. We, the the teacher sort of was alluding to the fact that we had finished something. You was, know? I, was I the teacher? I don't think you were the teacher. <laughs> uh, and I remember I was so miserable. I was so uncomfortable and I was so relieved. <laughs> and then she said, okay, now stand up for the second oh, set. Oh. And I was like, no, I can't do this. I have, to, I have to leave. <laughs> and I told her, uh-huh. I have to leave. And uh-huh. she said, no, we can't open the door. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was literally rolling around on the oh ground because I didn't also have it. I, mm-hmm. I was too prideful to just not mm-hmm. do it, you know. So I was trying to do all the moves. I was yeah. gonna say you can sleep. It was That's hard, great. man. It was so hard. Did just you, rolling around. Did you go to school in Missoula? Did you graduate? Yeah. What, what high school? No, University of Montana. So oh, I and okay. I was uh, my roommate was. Um, freshman year was a hellgate high guy so all of my friends were hellgate because my son cash went to hell and i know of cash but i don't know i'm sure we've met each other because he was friends with marion and 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 like colin behan i don't remember that name or mike newman um bunch of Mm -hmm. bunch of buddies from hellgate i consider hellgate my my high school yeah yeah i mean not my high school the high school i'm connected to what what (laughs) years did your what year did cash graduate well cash graduated 2005 but he didn't attend the last year too much he he finished online he was he had a job at board of missoula and he wanted to work there i would assume bridget knows who he is uh, and uh or he knows who she is yeah he's a guy bridget was 2006 bridget uh smith i have is that bridget's name sorry yeah, my girlfriend. Which uh, maybe because he, he, I don't think he went to Hellgate after two thousand four. Maybe he, that like his last year, he pretty much finished online. He just did. Was he a good soccer player? No, he was a skateboarder. He didn't do oh, any sports. Cool well, he played dude. in the jazz band. Yeah, and, awesome. which at Hellgate is like basically playing at the Kennedy Center, right? That was well, it was a really, it was really awesome, and we actually had a, a bass custom made for him like a stand-up bass does he still play fretless he still has it i think but uh you know i don't he's a busy guy yeah because what you told me he's a firefighter also he's a yeah he's on the bitterroot shots yeah hot shot and then he um snowboards whenever he's you know he's outside all the time that's so cool much yeah missoula dude yeah awesome and is your other is your other boy around no he's a scientist he's yeah uh, he's in now. He's in Seattle, but he has his own lab and does research in the human microbiome. What? Yeah, yeah he. Uh huh. The human microbiome. I don't want to embarrass my kids, but yeah. Why would no. they be embarrassed by being well, so smart? Well, but, no, but me bragging about them. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know how you feel about your moms. I don't want to overstep my boundaries there, but. Uh, nope. You don't uh, know how we feel about our moms. <laughs> And we can't talk about it. Yeah, well, I, that, that's that's Christ. what I'm talking about right there. No, no, no. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We're back this up. Yeah. I think that's great that you're proud of your kids. I want yeah. to hear what cool no, shit that's they're amazing. up to. Uh, uh, so you have two sons. Two sons. One husband. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah, one, all, only one husband. Who's also a man about town. He's a is he a He's poet? A poet. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Are you are you into the arts at all? <sighs> well, you enjoy them. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but myself, I'm not a write, writer. Although I did writing, I did love writing when I had time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think everybody's got a little bit of a writer in them. I think so. I mean, it's well, if you think at all, it does feel good to I, write it down. It does. It does. Feel, <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. basically it. And then in 20, 20 years from now, you can read some of the, or thirty or forty years from now, you can read some of those letters. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that seems so... Well, I'll ask you this question first, because Carly, my wife, was this is the... I was like, what do you think I should ask Pam today? And she was like, why is her hair so awesome? <laughs> that was... That was... And she did not, like, That's skip good. a beat. So you don't have to divulge any secrets. Nobody... Mm-hmm. I mean, hope, I think most people are listening probably have seen Pam before and know she has amazing hair. Do you have any secrets to pass on? You seem like a generally extremely healthy person. <laughs> I probably am for my age. Yeah, I think you seem like you're I doing something awesome. right. Like, do you have yeah. tips for people? Uh, 
do yoga every day for 40 years yeah <laughs> hydrate eat well you know all those things they already stay know. busy and just do things that you do what you love and yeah. I, that's what I, I i told people when i came back to missoula i was like 44 years old when my kids were in high school and i was like oh god what do i want to do because i was working and i was working as a pair and i really liked it and i was up working at my last job was up on the res uh, working in the pablo elementary and really loved all the teachers i worked with and but really wanted to get back down here to Missoula. Yeah. You know, my heart was really down here. And I thought, God, what do I want to do? And at that point in your life, when you're in your mid-40s, you're like, I, I just want to do something I would enjoy. And I always enjoyed shopping at the good food store. And I liked the environment there. And um, so I applied only at two places and I and and was determined to, to work at the good food store. And I was lucky I got a job there. And... Uh, I'm now I'm losing track of what you asked me. <laughs> uh, well, really, what I'm at, I, the, I think the general gist of one of the things I want to talk oh, about oh, is... Oh, being healthy and yeah. loving what you do, yes. Well, and then, okay, and so then I was not here very long, and we had a big, they had a big yoga conference over at one of the hotels, and and uh, I run up across this table, and there's this lady sitting there, Vicki Learned, and she's now in Seattle. She had just gone through the Bikram training, which the Bikram training didn't even start till the late 90s, I don't think. Yeah. And I'd already been in doing it for like 20 years. And I saw that and I said, oh, my God, where are you teaching classes? And then she told me and I said, oh, I have to start going. You yeah. Know? And it wasn't long after seven months, probably after I started practicing with her. She left. She left Missoula. Things weren't going quite right for her. And so she left. Yeah. And I was just heartbroken. And and knew it uh, somehow we had to carry this on and so that's kind of a long story but um so you know getting connected with the bikram world and the good food store and that's just been my you know kind of my focus i guess yeah uh, and you work you're you do the morning shift at the good food yeah, store. yeah so you're there what five days a week five days a week starting at seven mm-hmm oh, yep I'm amazed. If anyone has been in line at the Good Food Store in Pam's Lane, you have what seems to be genuine oh. conversations. Yeah. With ev I actually wonder sometimes if you ever get asked by a manager to stop talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Because people are so excited yeah. to talk to you. Oh. I mean, there have been plenty of times. Uh -huh. You're not surprised by this, are you? Well, I don't know. I oh. mean, I... People love. I find love I find people you. more. I don't think about how they think about me. I just I just like talking to people. I like I'm interested in what you know. There's history and what they're up to. And and do you feel like you have regular customers? Like is it? There's yeah a lot of regular people shop there at the good food store. Yeah yeah, but people are getting in your line. Um, it's not to embarrass you. I mean, it people are getting in your line because. It's going to move the smoothest. <laughs> oh. You also can talk and work at the same time. Yes. Oh, you see, you're telling me things I, I don't even, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been watching well, you, Pam. And it doesn't, <laughs> and it doesn't, and I'm not saying this is good food store related, uh, grocery store or just cashier related in general. Uh, when you ask, what are you up to today? Or yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. I will, I actually feel like answering that question. You don't just yeah. go, uh, <sighs> Uh, nothing i don't know it is true <laughs> it's just no. my answer nothing i don't know i don't, I don't know how much do you want to know but when you ask i'm always like oh i don't know i'm having a pretty good day and uh, i was just doing this and it's always like uh oh sure uh oh, which yeah. is is a is a nice feeling because uh, i don't react well to the public 
Yeah, small talking is not, uh, well, it's not either of our things, nope, really. Nope, nope. I kind of panic. You get <laughs> mean. Visibly. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I get, Which is I weird get that stressed we, out. It's weird that we have a podcast. It, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it is, uh, I know, I know the, I've been going to the good food store since 2000. I know the, I know which lines to get in and it'll be like, Oh, well, that line has five people in it, but I know that's the line to be in. And I'm going to get into that. And it's such a okay. cool. This that's is, good to know. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, and I, what's the who's the other woman that works early morning Evelyn. shifts? Yeah. yeah, she's sort of the same way. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. And it makes those are the kinds of things that honestly I talk ad nauseum on this podcast about mm-hmm. Missoula changing and oh, yeah. it feeling, uh, you know downtown just feels more like a city every day yeah um which is like totally cool i'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing i understand but it is so nice to still have a grocery store that you can go to and have Mm -hmm. those kinds of genuine interactions you know i mean it really means a lot but with that in mind like so you seem like you really love missoula i do and have for decades Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do you um it's like that kind of old trite idea of you know, you fall in love with someone and then they change and the person you fell in love with is different. And, you know, obviously that's very reductive and everything. Mm-hmm. But I wonder that with Missoula, mm-hmm. with someone like mm-hmm. you, the city, you, the town you fell in I love know. with in the 70s right. is like not, I mean, I'm sure there are little parts of it that still feel the Even same. Even the 60s, you know. I yeah, or the 60s. I mean, yeah. and there's no better example than the good food store, the place you work, mm-hmm. you know, going mm-hmm. from basically all the changes. a house to this like beautiful facility that right. i mean god i can't even imagine how many people go through those doors every day yeah uh i mean sort of existentially how how does this kind of stuff do you think about it how does it make uh, you feel well i i remember the good food store when it was down where the parking garage is now and it was just bulk and produce i think it was tiny yeah mm-hmm. and um then when they moved, and I was living out of town at the time, and they moved over to the Kensington location like 1980, and I walked into that store and it was like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's like they had, I could see the produce, you know, back there and like frozen meats, and then they had the little toy place for the kids to play in, and I didn't have kids at that time, but, and, and then they, it was just so much bigger than the other one, and they had so much more to offer. I thought, geez, I can shop, I can do all my shopping here. Yeah. I can get meat, I can get milk i can get you know produce bulk i was so excited i was excited for the change and then by the time we moved into the location we're in now um i had been working at the little one for about six years and i could see that we needed a change and i know a lot of people that didn't work there didn't really see it from the same way we saw it as workers there because we at that point, people were just getting upset because there was just no place to park, and yeah. so people weren't coming there. It was just so crowded, and and people say, "What are you going to do in that big space?" I said, "Oh God, we're going to fill that place up, and it's going to be fine," you yeah. know. But a lot of people didn't believe that. But yeah, you were like, "You know how many nut no milks prob- there are going to be in twenty years?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, I I just I could just see that it, we needed to grow. Yeah, um, and and that's you know you, you want to see a business thrive and grow like that. Yeah, I mean it's such a great service for the community. Well, the, I mean, the good food store, it really, I feel this way about the good food store and I feel this way about La Petite. Yep. It is really, Bernice's, or Bernice's, these places. sweet. Yeah, I mean, these butterfly. places that we kind of take for granted. They've right. been here for so long, but like go find a baguette 
in I try to Spokane. support all those places. Right. You know, like yeah. you you don't you just forget. I mean, or go try to find a bulk section that is mm-hmm. anywhere near oh, no. what the you good won't. food store is. You know? I mean you just yeah. you won't. Um and it's really easy to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> That, well, that we to take it things. for granted, yeah. and, but I, I see people from all sides of the nation come in and, and visit, c- coming through Missoula and they go, oh God, uh, we, you know, we've never seen a store like this. Yeah. And then my son, who's living in Seattle now, my oldest son, he says, God, I wish I had a place like this. It's, it's really awesome. I mean, we, because yeah. we now do this thing where uh, with the bulk section, we just special order the big bags mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. And when you do that, I mean. You get... A discount? It's so sweet. The only reason to go to the good food store now is to talk to Pam. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It is. Well, you touched on it that uh, uh, employees of good food store feel differently about the good food store than employees of uh, other grocery stores. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, that's for sure. There's like a an employee owned feel. Yeah. To oh, okay. That. Uh, there's an ownership there that is not happening at Albertsons, which is not. Well, a we're a, we're a nonprofit too, which that's, I don't yeah, even know how to describe what kind of nonprofit we are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. It is. That, it is and that not feels owned like by one person. Like, uh-huh. You know. Right. Um, it just feels so much better. Okay, but I feel like you kind of skirted my question a little. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I forgot what question you were asking. Let's go back. But uh, so I hear what you're saying. You know, that in terms of the good food store, the business mm-hmm. was growing, and it and mm-hmm. it and the thing that's really cool is it has not. It doesn't seem to have lost any of its uh, attention to detail or quality right. in its growth, which mm-hmm. is amazing and rare. I know, right? Uh, but what about just Missoula? Your life in Missoula oh, and how? Okay, yeah. You know, the well, th- right? Yeah. Um, I, I, the problem is I don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah. You know, I see all the growth, the taxes going up, uh, which is affecting everybody, whether you rent or whether you own a house, sure. and but I don't see wages or anything going up. So a lot of us are just kind of struggling just to make it. Yeah. You know, I be I should be retiring, but I will be going part-time probably in the next year. But I, I even wonder if I should do that. Yeah. But like my husband said to me one day, he said, well, how long do you think you're going to live? <laughs> but it's getting Rita, you can work for another 20 years, Pam. Is that what you're saying? I, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I could probably work another 30. No, but, honey, you got more in you. Right, right. <laughs> Tippy tappy on his typewriter. Well, no. Um, no, he wants me to, to slow down. Because he, well, he, he wants to do things together, I think. And, you know, probably be just hanging out at the house and reading poetry at this point. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Yeah, it sounds great. No, it's, it's, it is great. Um, <laughs> I but I am so busy that I will have no problem. I wouldn't have any problem retiring. Yeah. Because there's many things to do. To fill your time up. And you know, I mean a person gets to be a certain age and it's like, yeah, you're looking at the last decade or two of your life kind of. I mean, in reality. And uh Is that something you spend time thinking about? Um well, I there, there's so much I want to do. Yeah, I'm so excited about so many things. Yeah, that. Yeah, I I think I I want to spend more time. I want to take more yoga classes, for instance. I mean that that's something that I kind of short myself because I'm too busy teaching or working or. Or you know, so just I want to I want to have more time for me. Yeah, and walking, go for walks, like in the wintertime, You know, I I don't have any daytime free usually 
to go like now i mean you could be walking on the mountain we don't have a lot of time in the winter time to be outside so no um, unfortunately walking on sidewalks in the winter oh, in Missoula right, is right. quite but you do make me think walking is the most underrated activity oh god i love to walk i, I, do I liked it that mount sentinel that's one of my favorites that's up there great. i also love walking around Missoula neighborhoods the, yeah i do too the old neighborhoods have such awesome houses yes, to look at i never get tired of doing that and you that. never see them all i mean i lived in this neighborhood yeah. for eight years and i can still go for walks through alleys and stuff and be like oh this house has a front door in the alley yeah i never noticed that right mm-hmm. right weird i love walking through the alleys i'll say i'll say to mark let's go through the alley yeah somebody's got to do a coffee table book of missoula alleys i think oh. i think Ooh. it would be wonderful because especially in the summer oh yeah so many things grow so out of pretty. compost piles and yep. stuff yeah <laughs> you know like it's, it's, it's really awesome oh i'm ready for this are you gonna when are you gonna start I, well, I thought about it a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of the necessary too skills. Too many projects. You know, I really don't. Let's y- see. Yeah, the Missoula. It, it's so. It's the the whole change thing. I I. Uh, there's so many things that are so great about it. But they also got to start thinking about the people that live here. Yeah, it's just that's what I and it, yeah. and it's starting to feel like like with this convention center. I gotta say, I can't help but be like, why? Like, why are we growing? What What is the... Well, if we do, think, like I say, start thinking about, okay, a lot of this concern about people my age is yeah. we have nowhere to go. It's like they don't have... We're get, all getting older, but a lot of us are very active yeah. and very young acting. And we want a place where we can, like a retire... Some sort of place to retire. I've been talking to one of my clients about this. He's We're close to the same age. And... His mother's back east, and the, and they have this great place where she's at. She lucked out, but, yeah. you know, quite later on in life. She was near her 90 when she found it. but Like an assisted living situation? Uh, maybe. I, I don't even know. It's... I... I'm, I'm not even sure what I'm talking about. Just come to kind of a place where they... Affordable. Yeah. Um, and they might say that places like that already exist here, but... I no, don't know about that. I don't think they would feel very good to be in a yeah, lot of them. Yeah, I, I, I want to be, you know, I want to be around. That's why I teach yoga, because I'm around people that are 20, 30 years younger than me, and I like that, because it keeps me active, and and uh, we're up on the same page. Yeah. And I, I really, that's that's the kind of people I, I want to be around, people that are active and like to go outside and, yeah. you know, I don't want to just sit in a rocking chair and look out the window, but not that'll never happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is, I think Missoula's, uh, we're headed toward, we're in a place right now where wages, incomes are just not keeping up with the cost of things that are affordable for people like us who have been here all our lives. Yeah. And they need to start thinking about that. If they're going to build all these other things, why can't they put money, I mean, take some pity on the rest of us. I mean, it's not about greed, right? No. And and raking in money from all the rich people because we're the people that make this place run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know? I totally agree. I mean, it also feels, there's this thing that feels really, uh, it, I mean, I use the term existential threat a lot just talking about this, but it feels that way uh, where, you know, people will talk about, well, you know, all the jobs, the convention center is going to create and everything. Well, yeah, it's just creating all these jobs that people will not be 12 able to. bucks an hour. And you still can't afford a house. <laughs> you you still know, need like three it's jobs. all these. It, yeah. it, so it almost feels right. like there's something that feels like uh, Something's off. sinister about that almost. Like, it, well, yeah. we're going to create all these jobs that will trap you in your socioeconomic class for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm, I'm hoping that um, somebody will 
will see that and 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 continue to grow Missoula in a with integrity and with all of us in mind, not just a certain population that are going to move here or. Yeah. Because it takes everybody to to make a community. No you know, doubt. It's, it's, it's you got to have the roots and the the dirty people too. You know. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> especially in this town. I mean, anybody yeah. that has fallen in love with this town up to now. Yeah. Ha- is that what you are talking about is a part of the thing they found the in love gritty with. part of Missoula. You know, I mean, it's the difference. Oh, yeah. It's the, th- the it's soul. The, it's the reason why, excuse me, but it's the reason why Bozeman sucks and Missoula is cool. Well, Bozeman, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Well, you didn't say it, Pam, but I said I it. I almost, I almost added to that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I said it. Yes, you did. Um, and I, you know, there are wonderful people in Bozeman, but Bozeman feels different. You go to Bozeman and there's no bike trails no they'd send all their homeless people to missoula mm-hmm. on a bus i mean well they're having the huge employment shortage yeah. because of this change yeah. because of the similar change there's yes. no one to work people those don't jobs. need to work those jobs well, nobody why would they work those jobs and they can't make enough money yeah yeah and that's i think we're nationwide we're seeing that oh, yeah. happening it fe- yeah and it does feel you think about it too much and you kind of go cross-eyed because you feel like because I agree with you. It's like, I want people who are in power to pay attention to this mm-hmm, and look mm-hmm. at it from our perspective. Right. Uh, but then you think, well, what would, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what I want them to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the well, solution is in, in, a, in a capitalism, in a capitalistic uh, situation. You know, I, with the very little that we've always had, I've always been able, I feel like Mark and I have done well for the amount of money that we've had all our lives as far as where we've lived and how we've raised our children. (laughs) You seem rich as hell. Well, a a lot of people are surprised we don't own our house. You know, I feel, I feel rich and I think that's what's landed me in all the situations I've been in. And my kids like Sean put himself through college. He got PhD. He got it all on his, his own. I think they, they knew very early on by the time they were 10, like, okay, these people are not going to be able to get us. <laughs> we got to figure, we got to figure this out. These people. <laughs> They're very smart. They're uh, both of our kids are, are doing well. And I'm really happy about that. I mean, yeah. they're going to be able, they're going to be taken care of. They're going to be able to take care of themselves, which we wouldn't have been able to take care of them. Yeah. They're probably going to have to take care of us. I don't even want to say that. And I don't want, I don't want that to happen. So that's why I'm hoping that Missoula will get its act together where it'll, people like us, I mean, our social security is not a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, for the two of us, we'll be making less than Mark's mother made as a retired housewife on railroad pension. The two of us together. She was making around 2000 or more a month. No way. Yeah. With on her husband. And she was a housewife, which is great. I know I would have been, a, I could be a housewife. I love being at home. I love cooking. There's so many things I like that just are so grounded and so, you know, like yoga, cooking, being at home. Mm-hmm. I like all that stuff. And that's what she got to do all her life. And then, she, you know, she, uh, her husband worked for the railroad so that he got a good pension. And she got, she was collecting around $2,000 a month. And this was 30 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. And I don't think they were taking out. See, now they take out for Medicare. Yeah. So you make that little bit. And then they take out another $252 or whatever out of your little bit that you're getting. Yeah. And so um, I would just like to see a situation in Missoula created for people like us that, you know, just need a place to live. I don't need a lot. I mean, I just want to, I want to, I want to live in a comfortable, uh, 
safe sort yeah. of neighborhood. You know, I mean, that's, I guess that sounds kind of snobbish maybe, but uh, as, you, sound snobbish. as you grow older, you know, you, <laughs> sometimes you can feel vulnerable. I, I'm not saying this about myself, but I'm saying this about a lot of older people that lose their physical, you know, capabilities and not as strong as they used to be. And I also don't think there's anything. I understand why you don't want that to sound a certain way. Yeah. But also, you know, for instance, like this neighborhood. Yeah. In the West Side uh, is it's just my favorite neighborhood in the yeah. whole damn yeah. world. Right. Uh, but am I frustrated that like, you know, there have been several like one time I came outside and there's a dude in my truck who was like oh. trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out how to start yeah. it. You know? Well, yeah. And is that frustrating? Absolutely. It can happen in the university area. It, too. it can happen anywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh but you know, saying like I wish that didn't happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. Okay to you know, so I think that's totally reasonable. It's it you know, and I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's the only problem I see with what's going on with Missoula right now is it's not taken care of. We need wages to go up, yeah, and not just go up a few dollars. The wages need to go up to twenty bucks an hour, probably, yeah, for the low wage. And I, I, I'm gonna step right out there and say that yeah. because um, I, I don't even know if that would be enough to cover costs of just living, of well, I mean, food and. and certainly rent. wouldn't come close to you getting a down payment on a house any day no you know so I mean, twenty dollars an hour is like minimum should probably, be minimum yeah, wage kind of really should be and it's really hard not to just like gripe on this issue but it's really hard also that mm -hmm. i imagine you know pat mccormick a realtor was on our podcast yeah a couple i don't know last season last season uh <laughs> a couple weeks ago i was gonna say uh -huh. <laughs> no, no, no. Six, last year six months ago uh and uh <laughs> Uh, he said, you know, one of the things that's driven the, the price of homes up is in, an inventory issue. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, there aren't that many houses for sale right. uh, uh, okay. in certain neighborhoods. So the price, it's a scarcity thing. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, is like these tech jobs, which I get, you cannot fault anybody for no. wanting to go make $100,000 a year doing yeah. these tech jobs. The thing that sucks about them. That's almost a that's almost the kind of job you need now. To, it is, totally. Uh, to afford totally. to live in this can't, world. Can't knock yeah. them. The shitty thing about it, though, is those jobs and those businesses are invisible in the community. Yeah, yeah. They really, you know, you can't, unless you happen to be at uh, a brewery on a Friday night and one yep, of those yep. things is having a company party, you really don't, it does not do anything for the community. Uh, you don't see oh, those sure. people. Yeah. It, it doesn't, you know, it's not like, uh, yeah. and it's certainly not like a rising tide raises all ships situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it feels, it feels like the beginning of uh, this class divide mm -hmm. that I know. will be impossible for us to get out of. That will be, feel like totally dystopic to me. That's where increasingly yeah. everybody who does not have one of those jobs mm -hmm. is working for those people that have those jobs. Yeah. And I'm not talking in the same office. I'm talking cleaning up after right. them and serving them food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And I don't know. I cannot help but when I start thinking about that, I can't help but say, well, that's definitely what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel well, really that gap is getting, about it. That gap is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. The gap between yeah. the service uh, industry and the... Uh, I don't even know what to call the the capital side of it. Whoever is making all that money, it's not. It's that, that gap is widening and it's not flowing towards no. the service part. Well, yeah. San Francisco is having that problem right yeah. now, right? Where they can't even find people to work those jobs because they can't afford to 
they're not around, I don't think, to no, live yeah. because they can't afford to live there. Anywhere and, near there. And so yeah. who's going to wait on all those people that do have the money? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, then, yeah. And that's Bozeman. Bozeman is experiencing that exact thing. Where yeah. nobody... Wants to wash dishes in Bozeman. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's psyched about... Yeah, God. And it is, it is like... I don't uh, blame them. Well, yeah, of course, no, nobody... I wouldn't say nobody really wants to do those jobs. Well, you want to be able to have something to show for doing those jobs. Yes. And everybody needs to have a job or some sort of income. Mm -hmm. And that gap, the wider it gets, like you already just said, it's the harder it is to like push it back. Might as well go buy a van and go hit the road and go stay in the desert for this. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it. No. And and, and is that the, is that the like dream of the 1%? Is that the, the, (laughs) is that the dream of the top 1% even though they don't know what that fallout actually means? It's not glamping. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) There's no there's no barista robot yet. Actually, well, that, star, that, is there not? Actually, go. <laughs> that's not true. The Starbucks machine that you can get put into your office does all the. There's the, a Starbucks machine you yeah. get in your office. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the three letter <laughs> word has it. Does the, ATG have one? No, no, they don't. Oh. But uh, some other larger offices. Wait, is it just like a vending machine? No, you. It, it still does all the. It makes all of it, but it makes it in it in the machine. It steams the milk and does the whole thing. Oh, I mean that sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, talk about a job replacement machine, uh, and uh, uh, that will soon be able to be purchased for like mm. someone opening up a normal uh, mom and pop coffee shop. Yeah, then they could just purchase the machine. Just get that doesn't sound like any fun. No, no it's not. Really and and then, but that's the that's the direction it's actually. Headed what kind of a conversation are you gonna have with the robot? Uh, well, I might have a pretty good one. <laughs> Oh no, that'll be built in. We get each other. Small, that'll be built small in. Talk the with small the ro- talk. Robot. You Hi, can Travis. Hit, you can hit the green button for small talk. Yeah, I'll talk to the machine. Sure. You're looking great <laughs> Hi, today. Hi, Travis. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing good, machine. I'm just trying to keep my shit together. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh well, good luck with your endeavors. Thanks. <laughs> so next week, Pam, do you yes. have Thanksgiving plans? Uh, do you have Thanksgiving plans? Plans? <laughs> yes, I do. What are you guys doing? Well, um, I think Cash is going to be here and Sam. Nice. Um, so I think we're going to eat turkey with them and then a Friendsgiving maybe on Saturday. Is Sam Cash's partner? Yep. Okay. W- wife. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. They got married actually a couple of years ago. Uh, do you guys have any traditions, food traditions? <sighs> I don't know if I've ever called myself traditional, but I, I Cash likes turkey. So I'm cooking a turkey. Are you going to get the, impo- the impossible like, turkey? I love turkey you and do? gravy. Oh, God, yeah. I don't get turkey. Oh, oh. You're, you're in the minority. What do you do? <laughs> well, well, turkey usually. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> and I, and I, I, love to ha- I love it and hate it. I just, I like it. I like to, if it's deep fried. Oh. I mean, whole. Yeah, it's good. You know, yeah. it's a, uh, I like that. Smoked. Okay. Smoked is really good, but like, and I'm, you know, I like the dark meat. I, I often though feel like it's not that I think it's bad, but I just think compared to so many other mm-hmm. meats, I think ham. This is not near the the most exciting meat we could be eating right now. <laughs> what, what do you think? What, do you, what do you I would have. So this year we're gonna do a. Uh, well, actually, yeah. so my family is vegan. Oh. Uh, now, but I have family coming in mm-hmm. who is not. So we're gonna do a. Uh, we got a beef tenderloin from mm. Oxbow Cattle Company, yeah. which I'm super excited Yum. about. I do love beef. Um, uh, so we're going to do that. And then I'm really a sides guy. I'm yes, all about, I, I really just want to eat stuffing. Just I could eat yeah. a big bowl of bread. 
Oh yeah, with gravy of wet bread and yeah, <laughs> gravy and cranberries. And I mean, it's really the best. I do like that. I like. I also like. I actually have lots of Thanksgiving opinions. I also prefer <laughs> canned uh, cranberry. Oh yeah, sauce. I like it all. You know, I like to be able to slice my cranberry sauce. I watched mm. a YouTube video yesterday of. Uh, uh, somebody's using White Castle burgers as oh, stuffing in their God. turkey. Uh, no, um, <laughs> Pam, I'm guessing you've never had a White Castle burger. I don't even know burger. what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. Oh. White Castle burgers are definitely the bottom of the, that. Is the bottom? It's Where the do you bottom. Get these burgers? Midwest, the Midwest. Oh. Yeah. They're from Columbus, I think. Mm. They're not fried. They're not grilled. They're steamed. And actually, oh, you can get them frozen at Fresh Market. Yes, you can. And I'm feeling a little nauseated right yeah, yeah. now. Oh, they're, <laughs> they are. They make you feel so strange. They do refer to them what as gut bombs. Yeah. What, what are they? They're just little sliders, uh, burgers. They're okay. square. They're so they, good. You, you know, eat one and you can eat like four of them. No. Like you usually eat, you know, you order three or four of them. You order them by the bag. And they're actually like beef? Sure. Uh, okay. They, sure. Look, they look sure. sort of like beef. Sure, they're supposed oh, no. to be. They also sell at Weiss Castle chicken rings, yeah, which it's essentially a, a little... it's a butthole. It's a chicken <laughs> butthole is what it looks like. It's impossible to look at them and not think, you'd be lucky. No, that's a chicken anus. You'd be lucky if it was actually chicken. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Anyway, somebody was, that was one of the, because the internet's oh, filled. Stuff those in a turkey? Yeah, no. dice them up. Dice them up. And, some, and if you buy the frozen ones and do it, then they, then they. That's better than the, using the fresh The funny ones. thing is so that Dwight Castle has also been engineered to be like delicious yeah, to just our like McDonald's brain, or, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm sure that it's... Yeah. Oh, it'll be... Somebody will love that. Will love that. That sounds terrible. That sounds harsh. I don't, I don't care. So we uh, were talking about Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Who's going to try the Who's gonna try the impossible turkey? Is that a thing? Yeah. They just... It's new this year. I don't eat. Have you seen any no. of those? Uh-uh. The Impossible Meat or the Beyond? No. Oh, oh fake those? meat. You guys have it at Good Food oh, Store. Oh, Beyond, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen the beef, but I haven't seen A what turkey, I guess. No, I, does it look, is it like a... I have it looks s- weird. Is it a loaf? I have not no. seen those. It looks like it, it, it has skin and has the whole thing. No Ooh. way. Yeah. yeah. Have, you tried, have you tried the fake meat, the no. Beyond? No, uh-uh. It is, uh, I mean... I, I don't, I just eat real food, like produce and... Well, <laughs> yes. I, I'm not. I, I don't know what it, I'm a little afraid of other stuff. It's totally reasonable, and if I've, you, I've heard it's good. It's well, if you like, if you like ground beef, it's good. I if love, you're transitioning, I like elk. Uh, I don't yeah, it's know. not like I don't, that. Actually, I don't think this is for you, Pam. Yeah, I really no. don't. It's <laughs> a, if you're if you're a transitioning vegan, uh, which yeah, that was we're me. going through that right now. Mm-hmm. It is nice. To have the panic moment of like, I just want a burger. Yeah. And yeah. then I can do it. But while I'm eating it, I'm thinking, hmm. what am I doing? What, it, what is what is the point of this? Yeah. This is like my a, brain. Right. The, uh-huh. Yeah. This yeah. is just my brain trying to get over an addiction. I get this. I'm enjoying it. But I don't know if I need to spend. It's always, and it's going to be exponentially like 30% more mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. wise. And so like, okay, well, what am I doing? And what is in this? I like science. I like the uh-huh. advancement of like we made fake ground beef yeah. and we're making a burger. Oh yeah, my son talks about that. And like that's yeah. so weird. It's pretty weird. They can make anything <laughs> taste, you know, and smell like anything you want. So strange. Yeah. And it is very I mean the burger is very convincing. It really, mm-hmm. really is. It's pretty astonishing. Yeah. Unless you put them right next to each other 
in the same moment. Oh, really? Uh, like uh, Burger King now has the Impossible Whopper. If I put them, which we did, put them right next to each other, uh, yeah. The Impossible Whopper looks weird. It doesn't. Even, it uh, it looks about the same. But if you if you try them bite for bite, mm. oh, you know. one of them is like, oh, that's a hamburger. This one is an imposter, but d- it does the job. Yeah, it does the job if you're worried about that. Still sort not of a thing. health food. Have yeah. you guys been no. to the new burger place downtown, Wally? And Wally and Buck? Buck is my favorite place in the world. They're gonna have lunch. I think they're serving lunch pretty soon. Yes. Are you I a know. burger eater? I do like burgers. What's your What's your favorite burger in town? Uh, well, I eat mostly burgers at home. I can't eat the bun because I have a weed allergy. But, oh. Okay. Um, I make my big salad out of my burger, but I do yes. like hamburgers. I like, yeah. do a lot of lettuce and um, cheese. And... The chicken sandwich at Wally and Buck is amazing. That's what I've heard. You have oh. to the Buck Buck. I think is what it's called. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, like cluck cluck, dead chickens. <laughs> Their French fries are good too. No, they are. They, I love that place. Those people are so nice, and the smash burger thing is is amazing. Um. Okay, this makes me think. It's hard to imagine a better tour guide for Missoula than you. Hmm. If I'm, let's say, oh, actually, this is happening next week. My cousin is going to be here. I yeah. am desperately trying to get her. She was going to, she lives in LA. Okay. And she and her man were going to move. They were thinking about moving to Boise. And I sent her this article oh. that said, uh, the oh. headline was something about uh, people in Boise are sick of all the people from California moving <laughs> there. And like, that's a cliche, but I think in Boise, it's very acute right now. Oh, I think okay. that housing prices are like, they had a huge change. Totally out of control in yeah. Boise. It's happening to a lot of us. Yeah. Well, and they, I, had, they had all the tech, uh, all the tech companies moved yeah. in because of tax breaks. Yeah. So yeah. it became a very white collar town. Yeah. Immediately in like 10 years. So now I'm, ch- I'm trying to get her to move here. Uh-huh. Oh, don't worry. She's a teacher. She can't afford anything here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think I should show her to convince her that Missoula is a wonderful place? Oh, what is she like? Mm, let's pretend she doesn't know what she likes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say is she, she active. Like she's she yeah. Likes to ski and... No, oh, no. <laughs> she likes. Actually, she's she like, like the yoga? least active person I know. Actually, she now active? that I think yes. about it, no. she's the kind of person I love her. She's so from much. LA. She, she should stay down there. She will. <laughs> <laughs> I vote. Except I if want, you live I'm in LA, be, I want to be in California in the wintertime. I mean, but um, but now she's you know she lives. Um, mm-hmm. She used to live in Topanga. And it's like, oh, yeah. she used to teach at the elementary school in Topanga. Beautiful. And yeah. totally beautiful. But the, the whole fire thing yeah, is I like know. totally real. And it it's is. very scary. It's scary. Um, it sounds hmm. pretty awful. We think we have a bad here sometimes. It's no. not well, even they're, close. They're right in the mountains. I mean, every, yeah. that whole area is just. It's so gnarly. We have, most of ours is like wild forest. Right. People don't really live. Not the numbers of people like California. No. Um, and it's just, you know, it doesn't rain for a year or yeah. whatever. They're yeah. having pretty horrific summers. It's yeah, Missoula would be a better choice. Missoula would be a better choice. But I'm trying to think about how am I going to... It's hard. <laughs> no, I don't... I mean... <laughs> just hey. don't move in next door to me. Well, listen, guys. <laughs> this is my cousin. This is not just some Joe Schmo who's going to come in here and work oh, at the latest app Campbell. or whatever people do. <laughs> I think... I think I want to. I want to take her to La Petite. I want to take her to the bulk section of the good food store. Mm-hmm. Good food store will be a good place. Roxy Theater. Oh yeah, there you go. Are you a movie I person? I love the. Oh God, I used to take my. I used to take at eight years old. I would take myself 
on the weekends to movies by myself. No way. I never even thought of like even bringing any. On my 10th birthday, my parents said, what do you want on your 10th birthday? I said, I want to go see The King and I with Yul Brenner and whoever that woman was. Oh, my God. 1964. Awesome. Oh, so they uh, took me to that movie for my... That's I mean, that's, awesome. I so love awesome. movies Have you so seen much. any good movies lately? God, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I, I, yes. I, I go to the Roxy all the time. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? No. Jojo Rabbit. Is that the, a cartoon? <clears throat> no, it is about uh, a young Nazi, like <gasps> a 10-year-old Nazi. I want to see that. It's a, it is, that was called Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. Is that on right now? Yes. Okay, because we want to go see The Irishman, too. But oh, I want to yeah. see, oh, yeah. see Jojo Rabbit, so it, I might go that tonight. Oh, it's great. You're yes, going to love it. I, saw, I didn't know that was the name of that one. Yeah, and it's like... It looks fantastic. Laugh and cry, all that stuff. Oh, God. Oh. It does it all. Irishman, I am, ex- I am, I mean, obviously I'm going to see The Irishman. Yeah. The trailer for it yeah. could almost be a parody of a trailer for a Martin Scorsese yes. movie, though. Like, it yeah. is so, like, every Martin Scorsese trope. Yeah. <laughs> There's so in many the people in it, I yeah. Know. Also, I don't know if I can wrap my head around this new youthifying well and you, did you hear about how they had to all go through this i i think they worked with physical therapists because they had to move like they were young oh, again sure. too. I didn't even think and of you that. can't because they they, help, they made them look younger but then they're moving like, like they're old older <laughs> like old people so they had Funny. to teach them how to move like a young person that's again. crazy and it's kind of amazing oh that's worth it it there. seems that's that worth seems it right there. yeah <laughs> wow I mean, I don't know. Mark was telling me this, but I don't know how they oh. did it. I'd like to know more about that. I would love to know more about that. Uh-huh. I would. Oh, they all did yoga. Well, can you maybe. imagine De Niro doing yoga? I would love to teach that yoga class. Yeah, of course. But uh, you might be able to. Maybe an online thing. Look <laughs> <laughs> yeah. up with some rich and famous. Yeah. Oh, hey, sorry. this is yoga for the one percenters. How can you <laughs> your YouTube page? How can you afford to live in Missoula? I do Skype yoga. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's not that's a real yeah. reality these oh. days. Is that a real thing? Oh, oh yeah, people do. Um, like, yeah, it is actually. People have a lot of clients, and they do even. And what really is irritating? I had someone do a. FaceTime with me on my phone. I'm like, are you serious? Oh my God. I'm looking at him like this little box. I said, how do I set this? How can you see what I'm doing? And they, (laughs) I'm looking at this little phone and it's like, okay, can you see me now? That seems pretty close. Yeah, it might be. I was not happy about that. If the medium by which you take the class is the laziest, it might be okay that it doesn't work out. That it was the least. I didn't. Pay, oh, yeah. I didn't pay anything for that one. Oh yeah. No. Oh, you yeah, were no. taking the class. I was. Well, this person I was working, but it was like uh, when we got on. It, you know, skyping would be different if you get on a thirty-seven inch screen TV. Sure. Yeah. But like on a little phone, it's like it's not. No, I can't even do yoga when I like watch one of the videos. Right. Because I'm always looking away. That's my yeah. thing. And man. then I'm like trying to look. Oh, you guys need to come to the studio. I, know. I need to come. To, I've been trying. So I've been having these back issues oh. lately. And uh, and I've been trying to do, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Yoga with Adrian. It's a YouTube channel. <laughs> no. She's very popular. Uh, yeah. uh, Wonderful. She's got a dog named Benji uh, okay. who appears in the videos. Uh, <laughs> but I have the same issue is I spend half of the time mm-hmm. starting a pose and then like, oh, shit. What? Looking what at it, yeah. Look, turning around you or whatever. It. You probably hurt yourself. That's why it's good to go to Dude, a class. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think I do need to go to a class. I do, it's We're just... going back in. Does Is there still the, uh, is it 60 days for 60? 
It's uh, 30 days. 30 days. For $30. Awesome. But that's a good question because the prices could be going up. And we're the cheapest yeah. studio in town right Wait, now. Yeah. 30? 30 days for 30 bucks. But, but that's it's unlimited. A one t- it's just for yeah. one month. Yeah. That's, so it's that's like you, if you went every day, it would be a dollar a day. Yeah. But if you went once, it would be 30. Like well, you just have the 30 days. You have the it. 30 yeah. days to do, and it's $17 drop in these days. So you're, I mean, that's a really good deal. Oh my God. Yeah. You went three times. But yeah. You get a really, there's a really good deal at the end of that if you decide to stay. You, we have some hooks there. But Cheryl, I don't know what, Cheryl decides on things. Oh, I like that you just dangled those hooks. I know. <laughs> but that, like I say, you know, I don't know how long these prices are going to be where they're at now. I don't know how she's going to. Is Are you the one that's uh, in the parking, like upstairs? Yep, yep. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Do you want to do the 30 for 30? Yeah. You should. You should. You, um, it's like AA. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. You have to, it's it's gonna feel the same. Yeah, it is. Can you? Uh, can you Just don't drink the night. I know, before. I know. Luckily, I'm in, I'm in prime shape to be doing it now. Uh, do you? Are you gonna come into town every day? Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna do it like ten times in thirty days. Oh yeah, well that's pretty good. Yeah, no f, no effing way. Oh, like, I'm gonna do the whole thirty. That's the reason I won't. That that's the reason insane. I haven't signed you up think to that's do even it. Good. That what? seems dangerous. No. Well, as long as you're staying hydrated, you should be drinking water every day anyway. Yeah. But not there whiskey. are days where you're not supposed to do <laughs> That's the it. That's the way to do it. Because I'm not going to get hooked into doing it more. So I'm going to get the 30 no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, get the 30 days. <laughs> you can come every day. It's not going to hurt you. It's a restorative 90 yeah. minutes. Um, but I, the thing is, is you don't go in there and kill yourself. You don't let the ego yeah, go. Yeah, you out. can't do the macho thing. You don't, like, don't, don't, don't want to do the macho thing. I, I think I, that's what I need to get into a different mindset with it. You just do a different mindset. It's a, it's a mo- I look at it as a moving 90-minute meditation about breathing. That's you know, how I teach the class. Sometimes I think yoga class is hard for me because so many people in there, men and women, are just so fit, attractive. Yeah. I think we have such way. a variety of, of people in our class, and I think everybody's over trying to be, you know, the, the yoga champion. I would Nobody's, like, you know. I, if there was a class that was specifically for schlubby people, I think that would well, really get me I going. I think I finally broke myself of that mindset because I just I just uh, joined Freestone Climbing, mm-hmm. and I am twice as big as anyone in there at any given time. <laughs> I am the worst shape of anybody in there at any given time and i have had a blast that's really cool. and i've ignored it well and i'm about and twice as old as anybody in there so i mean there's that too you have all stages of life there's a there's a wonderful moment at freestone if you go at like 3 30 when school has just been let out i am three times older than anybody <laughs> isn't in that there. great and <laughs> I, know. I am four times bigger than any of them <laughs> <laughs> and they are little spider monkeys <laughs> running up those are, walls but they have all been there long enough that they all have the climbing gym attitude which is they'll walk by and go that last one looked really good man and you go and i have to look down and over at a child who, <laughs> who just who said that to you yeah and i'll be like hey man thanks okay yeah you're right i'll take it i'll take anything i can get here you didn't say everybody stop is watching so me I think, kid i think i think <laughs> generally people have a lot of respect for anybody that shows up for those kind of things I, and i know that that is a hundred percent true i it think is. most of these things are actually just excuses we're all in there make. dealing with our own miseries totally <laughs> yeah you know totally is it uh is yo does it when so you you've done these postures as much as yes as anyone, uh-huh. you know uh is it still hard? Like, does it still? I get yes. Hurt a little uh, for you. Well, I, it, I, 
you learn how to use your strength. You yeah. get smarter about how to use your body. And it's a, it's a growing educational experience. Let's just put it that totally. way. Yeah, yeah. So you get better at what you do all the time. And so your muscles respond to it and they get stronger. And it's like you're always in a, like, you know, I've just been in a different place over the last 40 years, of course, you know, yeah. going through pregnancies and, and age and everything that we go through. But I think you can grow old and really be strong. You don't have to be, I think weakness sneaks up on you and you don't realize it's happening. Yeah. We also, I feel like have a, as Americans and maybe just Westerners have like a really distorted image of what health looks like. Yeah. We don't, you We're, know, like our what, lifestyle is not supporting a good, good end. No. And, uh, and, and kind of like our norm or our, our, mm -hmm. our expectation of like where you should be at when you're 65 or whatever is probably selling ourselves way short. Oh, I think so. You know, I, I, I believe that. And I, I, I see people, that are 89, 90 years old and they're upright and strong and, yeah. you know, living their life and they're not anywhere close to being, you know, they're supporting themselves, being on their own. and Which is just the most I, inspiring I think, thing. Yeah, I think I see a lot of, I see proof of that and I feel like I'm getting close to it myself. So it's like all of a sudden I find myself, I feel better and stronger than I did in my 20s and 30s sometimes. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, Pam, thank you so much for coming and talking to this us. This is great. Yeah. It was really wonderful was to talk fun. to you. And also, uh, as Missoula, as the sun sets on the Missoula, we know. But thanks for making our town feel like a, a cool place to live. Well, I, and thank you too. <laughs> you. Uh, yeah. yeah, this has been Jamie. And Travis. Present. present. Jamie and Travis.